This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good-aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? <laughs> One of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, March 14th. This is episode 141 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Uh, last week we had some epic fairy tales, and Tinzian is going to catch us up on the actual story, which was the week before. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. Hey, Thorn, before we get going here, uh, what do you call an angry pastry that raids ships? Oh, God. An angry pastry that raids ships. I don't know, what do you call an angry pastry that raids ships? A pirate. <sighs> <laughs> Happy Pie Day, people. Okay, uh, as Inatari mentioned last week, uh, because Thorn was busy with work, um, we did a bit of a freeform out-of-sequence uh, episode where each of us came up with a story or two regarding something that would be in the um, Kalishtar hive memory, and that was a lot of fun, and I would like to thank both Sanitari and Cesar for... Uh, and Thorne, who did an extra add-on, in case you didn't know. I did not know. Yes, surprise, there's a story that Thorne did. Okay. Well, thank you all then. <laughs> no thanks for you, Thorne. <sighs> no thanks for... Denied! I'm not patting my back, so whatever, he can have it. That's true. You should thank yourself. Two stories. Um, okay, so uh, reaching back into the far reaches of time, probably about, a, what, a month ago? Mm. Feels like it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the party had returned to town and was looking to go back and beat on the druids for a bit in order to try and figure out... You know, what the current state of things were. They're still faced with the pyramid. You know, did they do the task they were supposed to be doing by getting rid of the cultists? Is this dragon something important or screw this noise? You know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. They managed to get up to the campsite. And all of the druids were gone, but there were a number of snake pits around. These pits uh, were quite active. And an additional series of trails were leading back to Winterhaven. Upon arriving in Winterhaven, the party went to the church of whatever you want to call him this week, Xanatari. Um, but anyways, uh, Xanatari's deities, church in town, and there was acolytes. Jeff, Jim, Bob. Jeff, his name is Jeff. He is not even acolyte Jeff now. He's father superior Steve. Jeff. Um, so Joey Mac is... Joey Mac Jim Bob's church. Yes. He's, um, facing the doorway as the party comes in, and between the high father, low father, whatever you want to call him, is a figure that is robed and kind of pointing at the acolyte. 
that's where we left off. So, let's crack this egg and get Xanatari to sizzle it first. Okay, I believe that I had gone back in the church at the end of that last episode, looking yep, for Adelaide to Jeff. That's how you figured out, hey, cowled person. Yes. Um, okay, can I roll a perception? Sure. Okay. Ooh, 22. Okay. I want to know if this cowled figure... I mean, basically, is it, like, humanoid? Is it threatening? Is it doing something hostile? Or is it just pointing, like, the ghost of Christmas future to be dramatic? Uh, humanoid at the present, posting, uh, pointing, like, uh, the Bill Murray version from Scrooged, um, and, or the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure version. But yes, pointing... There may be some words that are being spoken between the two of them, but uh, with your perception check, you do notice that the hair area of the cowl appears to be moving, and the rest of the figure is not. Uh, okay, Medusa. Um, all right, well, I'm going to get a little closer and see if I can hear what they're saying. Okay. Um, you're going to try to sneak up? You're just going to walk up? Well... Is, am I, like, visible in line of sight for either of them at this point? Mm, you would probably be for the priest, but he's kind of got his attention occupied at the moment. Okay, I'm going to try to... Oh, uh, oh and, uh, and the um, the acolyte, by the way, is still alive. I figured since he's talking. Mm. But, okay, I'm going to walk, try to walk up behind this cowled figure, but... I want to do it really quietly. Now, my stealth isn't excellent, so I'm just going to try to be quiet as a normal person would be. And I'm going to keep my finger like this held up, just like in a shh motion. So in case the other uh, accolade chef actually does see me, he doesn't give it away. Okay. Um, as a little bonus, since you are walking along and trying to pay some um, attention to your sound, you do notice that occasionally... From underneath the various pews, you do see something either slither or a snakehead looking out into the walkway that you are using and kind of taking notice of you. Okay, I'm totally going to draw my sword and uh, poke it into the back of this figure. You're going to poke it into the back of the figure? Yep. I mean, I'm not going to stab it. I'm going to just do the whole, like, hands-up gun Thing where I just poke the sword in the back and poke him, you know, so that he's aware of the fact that I have a blade to his back and then, you know, just make him aware of my presence. Okay. Um, we will pause on that note and we will go to Thorn. Cool. <clears throat> Alright. Um, so I guess I'm with the rest of the party. I'm watching Xanatari sneak up on the figure. Um, what else do I see around in the church? You see what appear to be two, um, lizardmen type creatures that are sitting or kind of crouching in one of the pews in the deepest shadows. Since your eye is kind of trained for dealing with that sort of stuff. You could probably smell them more than you can see them to start with. Okay. 
have they seen us enter? They have taken notice, but you will notice that the only thing that they have with them is some sort of flag, but they do not have a bow drawn on anybody. It's kind of like okay. they're they're there, and then like over the next pew is some sort of cloth. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, considering that Zanatari hasn't seen these, I might take the chance to go into stealth and go around behind them. Hopefully, okay. take one by surprise. So I'm going to roll an active self-check to disappear. Um, where are we? That's 24. Okay. You're actually not sure if you've managed to do that or not. But in the process of you trying to sneak, you realize that someone, th- someone or something else is practicing a similar tradecraft against you. Okay. Um, I'm going to be very cautious then, and, um, might roll, uh, perception, just to have a bit of a look around. Okay. That'll be 29. Okay. Are you focusing merely on what's in the shadows, or focusing on something specifically that's being used, I use the term against you lightly? Um... I'm probably focusing more on on the sense of something being used against me, more so. So I'm kind of, um, I guess, pushing into the shadows, see like where that that sense is coming from, trying to give myself some direction. So maybe the slightest bit of movement or you know the slightest tell. Okay, you realize um, quite quickly that the figure that's at the altar with the priest is conducting no trade craft against you, and in fact is standing in light. The um, lizard creatures are passively stealthed, but they realize that you see them, they see you. But there are three other things that are trying to either stealth better than you, or mm-hmm. just keeping track of you, and they are around you at different points of the church. Okay. I won't do anything else just at this moment. I mean, more than one of us will cause a ruckus and will cause the uh, creature to turn. Okay. So, um, I'll wait it out, but I'll have uh, I'll have my bow out ready to go. Okay. Uh, Cesar. Um. Well, this is uh, Xanatari's church, uh, sort of her home turf, so he lets her go ahead, but as soon as he sees her draw her sword, he pulls out his crossbow and looks to see what might be causing her alarm, aside from just a potentially mysterious hooded figure in front of us. Okay. You rocking the goggles at all? Um, no, those are for night, so I don't have them on, just my old man eyes. All right, perception check, please. I'm working on it. Cesar, what do your old man eyes see? <laughs> oh, come on, D20, there's one. Okay. 30. 
you make out the two um, lizard men off in the corner. Uh-huh. But you also notice that Thorn has gotten mm, that defensive kind of feeling that he gets when um, something looks a lot worse than it appears. Okay. But Thorn's gone clearly defensive. So I see the two lizard men who don't seem to be actively threatening us, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, since I've got them at least kind of pegged, I think um, since Xanatar is approaching the cowled figure, he'll train his crossbow on that figure, uh, okay. just ready to fire as soon as he sees something amiss. Okay. While keeping, trying to keep an eye on the, on the lizard dudes. Okay. Um, Xanatari, as you walk up and poke the point, uh, into the small of the back or wherever you were going to poke it, the figure doesn't do any sort of startle kind of movement. Um, but you do notice that there is sort of a slithering stuff going on around the shoulders, possibly the back and the hair. Mm-hmm. Around one corner of where the cowl, you think the cowl would be because it's still facing away from you, a um, green snake kind of does a, does a hairpin turn around the cowl. And just kind of looks at you and regards you. And is just sitting there testing the air. Mm. And the figure's head just kind of turns slightly. Um, you see that there's just a, a... The cowl continues. Or some sort of mesh or lace. or There's there's some... You can kind of tell that there's a, there's a break point. Between solid fabric and something that could be see-through. Mm-hmm. And you hear sort of this rustling sound for a moment, and it takes you just a moment before you realize that it is addressing you. Um, it's just kind of a weird vocal sound, and it regards it. It just simply says emissary. Okay. Um, I want to use some kind of let's see. Hang on. Like a mind thing right now. I want to use my telepathy 5 to try to get a feel for this creature's mind. If it's... I mean, it's, it's speaking. It's obviously intelligent. It's a person of some sort. And I, I want to just figure out, like, if I can get a better idea of, of what it is. Um... What you get back is you feel that there's the similar touch to a hive mind that the Kalashtar have. This is maybe a little more primal or animalistic in nature. Whatever this thing is in front of you, though, you realize is amazingly older than you are. Okay. Or it at least bears the gravitas of something that is extremely old. I'm going to look at the priest and, I guess, kind of give him the inquiring 
look and just say, is everything well here? Uh, the priest nods. In fact, you kind of realize that the priest is somewhat leaning back and takes a moment to start, kind of, you know, folds his arms and is somewhere in between fighting a, uh, a, a fleeing desire. The priest is trying to act somewhat, uh, confident and, you know, standing his ground. On the other hand, you can kind of see in his eyes that he really would like to not be here. But um, you showing up, he, it seems to you know mold, bolster and strengthen him. You realize that your deity at this point in time are uh, not having any great uh, chats with you. Uh-huh. But it does not feel that um, a meteorite is going to come through the church. Okay, so it's not, like, inherently evil. Um, it's ambiguous. It's, it's, whatever it is, is alien enough that you might not understand, might not share the same understanding of good and evil. Okay. You both sort of get the impression that you both exist. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm just going to inquire of the priest. Is there anything I can do to help? And kind of keep my sword at the ready. Not necessarily... I lower it from, from the emissary's back. But I want to be prepared in case this is some sort of weird ruse. The uh, priest kind of... Mm, kind of motions his head as if he's... Not really sure what to make of the thing. But uh, he indicates that he's fine. And that this emissary... Um, you know, this, this this creature, this being, he's not quite sure what the deal is with it. Um, entered peacefully and has been waiting to speak with the emissary. Or emissaries. Okay, so wait. To understand this correctly, the snake person is not an emissary. They were looking for an emissary? The snake person is an unknown at this point. Oh, okay. Could be, it could be one. This is one, you know, this is... As things progress, maybe find out, maybe not. Who knows? Well, who goes into a foreign land demanding to see an emissary? <laughs> That's kind of contrary to the purpose of an emissary, right? Mm. Yeah, but, you know, you guys are all also waiting for a hat to drop, um, you know, that sort of thing. So what it is right now is it's something, but it is apparently it dawns on you that... Um, it was addressing you in particular as a or the emissary. Okay. Um, I guess I would try to find a way, both with telepathy and verbally, to you know ask it what its purpose is. Like, why is it here? What is it looking for? That sort of thing. Okay. We will pause and move on to the others, and then we will answer that great question there. Sorry. Thorn? Mm-hmm. Um, there is the whisper of a word emissary, mm-hmm. and it seems that it came off your shoulder. Okay. Even though your ears picked up that, um, the same word was said to Xanatari by the figure when the head, and you do see the snake, by the way, come out, come out the side of the cowl. All right. Um, 
probably want to turn, or I want to turn in the direction of the the whisper, and look mm-hmm. over my shoulder. Okay. Uh, what's there? Um, there is a small lizard creature. Mm-hmm. This one is um, clearly armed, mm-hmm. but it has sort of a bandolier of um, blades. Mm-hmm. And the proximity that it got to you uh, indicates a great deal of skill, but none of the blades are drawn and its hands are actually you know, not doing anything. And it appears to be in a state of, as best you can tell, um, inaction. Okay. Um, probably start with surprise and, um, put my bow away slowly so to not seem threatening. Okay. Once you do that, um, it nods and points towards the hooded figure Mm -hmm. and likewise begins to move away from you, leaving a dagger every couple of feet um, on one of the pews. So as it's going down the length of a pew, it starts leaving what it had for count of blades. You can count that it leaves all of them and walks off towards, starts padding off towards another part of the church. Okay. Um, Seems kind of odd that we're being ringed in with daggers. Um, probably turn to Cesar and point out the daggers, um, and ask whether he saw the lizard creature. Did I? You know, I saw the ones in the corner. Yep. Okay. Uh, yes, I I certainly did. I don't know why he's leaving his knives everywhere. Uh. (laughs) Damn signs up in here. Hopefully they're not bombs disguised as knives. Come into our church. That's a good idea. Move in. (laughs) Oh, no. Is one nearby? Did he lay one nearby? Yeah. Can I pick it up? Sure. I pick it up. Okay. It is, um, on the surface, it looks to be a very kind of crudely made lump of sharpened brass. But as you get it into your hand, you realize that it is a very well-made blade, very well-balanced, and there's a intricate work of um, grooves and stuff for poisons or whatever else it may want to stick onto the daggers. Okay. And the blades themselves are actually... Um, up close, a lot more lethal yet artistic looking than they were originally presumed to be. All right. Do they Cle- seem to go ahead? Clear, clearly, masterwork items. Cool. Do they seem to be poisoned? No. <laughs> okay. Oops. There's, there doesn't there doesn't seem uh, to be any sort of residue on them. Uh, they do look well used. You know, they're definitely not a, a fresh cast. Item. Okay. Um. Scissor would set it back down. Just, uh. Looks like a dagger. Mmm. 
still odd that we're being encircled by them. Are we being um, encircled by them? No, it's You're the group just walking away, right? It's just walking away down the aisle of a pew away from the party, and as it's going, it's just setting down. You know, maybe he likes to talk to his knives. Maybe his knives are his friends. Maybe, maybe he thinks he'll get lost. And he has to find his way back. <laughs> That's right. Oh, dagger, dagger, dagger. Hundred XP for Xanatari. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay. Well, if he wants to disarm himself, why does he just leave them in a pile? Because it's more Seems dramatic. Like a, it's a lot of effort to go to. Can you just imagine? Dagger. Fifteen times, you'd look like a badass. Maybe he presumes that you are the lesser of the intelligent species that it is dealt with before <laughs> and is trying to make sure the counting ability is spaced out or something. One dagger. Ah, ah, ah. And this, this guy is, is different than another lizard guy from the two in the corner. Is he one of those guys? Different. Okay, so three, guy, what three is, lizard men now? What does he look like? Like, what... Does he have some sort of coloration or something like that that distinguishes him? Mm, about three feet tall. It's clearly made for um, climbing or uh, leaping. Mm-hmm. And coloration-wise, it's you know a bunch of mottled green, browns. It probably, if it got outside into the woods, you'd have a Really hard chance of seeing it if it got near some bushes or things like that. And in terms of lizard, I guess does it look like it's a like a, a species of lizard, like a like a calling callings of like a chameleon or like a gecko or something like that? Mm. Or just like standard long snouted. With without without the derpiness that those lizards that get up and run and they've got the frills. Uh, fr- a frill neck lizard. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it. It has the frills, but it's one of those. It you get the feeling it could get up and move. Its thing is mobility and with daggers or something like that. Okay. It, it's it's clearly a. From what you can tell on a glance, it might not be an apex hunter. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly got situations where it can. You know, do a lot of damage. Okay, kind of like the the frilled neck uh, dinosaur thing that killed Newman in Jurassic yes. Park. Yes. Yep. Ah ah ah. The um. <laughs> you get you get the feeling though that it it regards you as sort of like you view it as a lizard man. You're thinking maybe barbarian. It, you get the feeling that it's looking at you like barbarian. My name is Conan O'Brien the Barbarian. I think that's hey, what's up with the that? character, Conan O'Brien the Barbarian. Okay. Uh, if we come across a barbarian, I will. Okay. I like that. Hmm. I like that a lot. Xanatari? Hmm. Okay. Well, I finished questioning the... Wait, 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 wait. Minus 100 experience. Plus two hundred experience <gasps> points for Conan the Brian the Barbarian. Is that what? Okay. Conan the Brian O'Barian. <laughs> Conan the Brian O'Barian. <laughs> yep, that's it. Because everybody likes you know bigger XP amounts, but you know just getting another hundred be like eh. Right. This time it's two hundred. You know. 
We have a hundred percent gain. Yep. Um, Cesar, what would you like to do? Um, do I, I mean the the lizard? No, no, sorry, the the cowled snake head thing. When it spoke to Xanatari, was that all mental or was that verbal? Was that, did I hear it basically? Oh yeah, you heard you heard it. In fact, um, you think that it might have also been said to you. Okay. So I'll I'll, um, I'll walk up behind Xanatari, um, not not to push her aside or or take her her place, but just to aid support. Put put a blade to her back. Yeah, I'll poke <laughs> her with a okay. poke her with a sword. No, I'm the emissary. <laughs> Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, any commentary from you, Cesar, beyond that? Um, no, he determined that the daggers were just daggers and is waiting to hear what this mysterious figure has to say or what okay. Xanatari has to say to it. Well, let's go to Xanatari. I think you had just done something and I'm supposed to owe you a response and I'm... Yes, I just said, yo, what's up? To the uh, snake-headed, what's up, Managa? Do I see, do I now see the uh, the lizard person coming? Um, you see something that you, you hear something in the pews, but from your location, um, you just kind of see something bobbing okay. along away from Thorn. Okay, I will pay no mind then and continue waiting for my answer. Okay, the figure starts to turn fully towards you and offers you a respectful bow. Again, for those maybe more um, in the study of things, it may be as one superior to a barbarian culture, but it is still what your culture would view as a respectful bow. And um, it extends its hands. It's got it kind of like wrapped. It moves so that its hands are visible. They are scaled. They actually have small snakes in between the fingers. Mm-hmm. And you can see a couple that are acting sort of like an or- Orbos or Osboros, whatever it's called. The snake eating itself. Oh, uh, it's like, uh, but it's like Yes, thank you. But as like a ring or something here and there. Um, no magical energy, I'll give this for free, no magical energy is detected on the hands as far as a touch attack is going. It, in a female voice, which I cannot imitate, um... (laughs) Oh, yes, you can. It introduces itself as the emissary of, um, Matiem, and... It is here to um, speak with the representatives of this village and area. As the, would you say, Mati representative? Matiem. Matiem. It is the representative of Matiem. It itself appears to not have a name. Oh, oh puppy. And the lack of a name See, manages to. Dog sad. Scare a puppy. <laughs> do, do we, can we see its head? Its face? Um, 
No, it's sort of got a got something over it. Okay. Um, but again, every once in a is while, the, something. Is it the scream mask? Kind of, yeah. But it's kind of, kind of like there's a, there's a fabric of something, but it's over maybe like a fencing mask or mm-hmm. kind of deal. But there's something there. But every once in a while, you see like on the corner of the side, you see like something move or you know, there's mm-hmm. just kind of movement all over the place. And is that snake thing still stick? The snake head still sticking out of the side? Yes. Okay. Um, and that one just kind of eventually will kind of go off and curl around the shoulder and up somewhere. And um, also, if you look down, you will notice that from underneath the robe, there are snakes of all different kinds sort of looking out from under the robe. Yeah, there are. Yep. <laughs> um, there's even like a rattlesnake in there. There's a cobra. There's a bunch of them. But none of them appear to be in a hostile, mm. agitated state. And it seems to wait to see if there's... Anything else from the party before it continues? Um, Xanatari is fairly repulsed because she's never seen anything like this at all and would keep a safe distance between her and this figure now that the sword is you know, down slightly, just a couple paces, so that none of these snakes can just strike out in case they decide to get grumpy or, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would you know, return the polite gesture of the bow and, you know, nod or whatever the Kalashtar equivalent of acknowledgement is and, you know, I guess wait for it to continue. Um, just wanted to let it answer the question. Okay. The hands part a little further and it begins to use this kind of a honorific sounding voice where it is complimentary of your deity and your um, work within this church and saying that you know it, it, it speaks of your role as an emissary within the town to to be in this place and that is why it is it is entered it wishes no ill will even though her, um, this is not a deity of of hers, but she is. Uh, its presence here is not to cause strife within your house. It then turns and clearly regards Caesar for a moment, and kind of seems to try to judge Caesar as to where Caesar fits into things, and. There's just a sort of an acknowledgement of a potential peer or, you know, just the fact that he doesn't seem to be fully armed, but has still got the crossbow, but seems to be more along the thinking lines. Um, he's given sort of this discussion that, uh, you know, some of the clockworks that it has been allowed to see um, speak well of his art and then regards Thorn and addresses Thorn as if praising his ability within the shadows to try and, you know, has realized something is going on and is attempting to do um, craft of his own and how all this seems to be a represent- representation of parts of this village 
It further goes on and understands that it is but uh, one being that has been sent here to deal with a very complex situation. Because the entire town is not fully represented in all ways by you. Leading you to somewhat speculate, Cesar, that there may be a cast kind of thing involved here. Or at least from where its thinking is coming along. Because you've got certain roles, but not every role here. Mm-hmm. Thorn, you've mm-hmm. heard a talk so far. Anything that you would like to do? <clears throat> um, not really. I might move forward a little bit, stand closer to the group, but keep my distance um, so I'm more effective if anything does happen to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just be listening uh, to what's going on. Okay. Are you going to try and interact in any other way with the other lizard creatures that are in the area? Um, only thing that I do want to do is, um, you said they had a flag. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way it's draped, is it possible to tell uh, what's on the flag? It is possible to tell that you believe it to be a deep, rich, emerald green color. Mm-hmm. And there is some sort of image on it that looks something like a dragon or reptilian wing. Okay. Um... Alright, it might register that there may be some connection between these creatures and the dragon that we saw in the the woods, but I'll wait until there's some sort of gap in the conversation and, and I'll jump in when it's appropriate. Okay, you're you're kind of at a gap at the moment. Um, do you want me to deal with Cesar first and then come back to you? Yeah, just uh, do that. Okay. Cesar? So this lizard, or sorry, the snake hooded lady person said that basically, you know, they mean no harm or whatever. Basically, that was part of what they said, right? Yeah, the presumption being that it's not here to cause chaos. If you guys are going to, the unspoken thing is if you guys are going to rumble and make this into something, um, you know, uh-huh. it's okay. going to be your, your deal. Okay. Uh, he would say to that, well, uh, if that's the case, uh, then uh, why is it that we found uh, a group of, of druids seemingly slaughtered by uh, a snake and snake people or something? <laughs> Some Very sort convincing. of reptile something. There's kind of a hand gesture, and you're, you're starting to understand that there's maybe another, another language thing that it's used to dealing with. Um, in this turn, it may actually be speaking with its hands mm-hmm. to a certain degree, but it's using its voice. Um, it tells you that uh, what it disposed of were cultists, and that the druids that um, you knew um, or believed that were there were actually killed a week or two um, prior. They had found um, the bodies of those, and they had been off in a distance that you had not gone, but um, those were cultists. They did find another group of um, a rival faction of cultists, 
that it appears the party had taken care of or something along those lines. The two methods of death were not the same. Does that fit with what we saw what we had seen? Well it explains it explains why the druid the arch druidus is went missing beforehand. Because of cultists? Yeah. Well what business is she- it of some strange emissary from another like area to come into this area and kill cultists? Like I don't care. Does it matter that they're cultists? I mean, they shouldn't be in this area doing things. <sighs> Area is a good point. The fact is, is that now we have people, a people, multiple peoples, different races and cultures that are, and you, it seems like it wants to say intruding, but it uses some other term, and I just can't figure out one right now, but um, that are on the borders of her territory and as part of this um, attempt at reconciliation or uh, understanding it is trying to travel around to speak to the different emissaries of the various groups um, in effort to parlay and the druids were one of the factions that control the you know the outside woods and border territories Okay, so it's trying to indicate that it has some sort of presence in this area and that everyone's intruding on each other's borders? Um, the Her area, and she's using her, but it's referencing something else. Whatever, whatever she is the emissary of mm-hmm. um, has an old and ancient claim to pretty much all of these lands. It realizes that um, there have been changes over time and that there are now other groups present within the area. And, yeah. So, essentially, the druids have, have come in, are living there. You guys are living there. There's humans all over the place. Um, yeah, kind of like you're all squatting on the... Uh, the front yard. So what? why are they here? The emissary is here to work out an agreement where a redefined border will be viewed um, and honored by hopefully both sides. What happens on their side of the border is up to them. That, you know, if uh, you guys have farms on the border area, that the farmers don't try to expand into the area beyond. Where's this border? It was about halfway back from where um, you guys had traveled. Sort of the edge where the cultists you killed and that whole kind of dark, icy um, mess was taking place. Does Winterhaven own more than that? Is it going to lose land? Like, I don't know where the borders are. No, Winterhaven will not. Um, the What were the, the druids would lose some land, but Winterhaven itself does not. 
but it's essentially sort of like waking up one day and finding, you know, your town is quite nice, but suddenly the superpower known as New York City is um, right by, and the gangbangers want to come out and play if um, you disrespect them. I would turn to the party and be like, uh, Cesar Thorne, this doesn't... Uh, <laughs> we're not in charge of Winterhaven. Uh, this is another issue that is not ours to solve. I'm sure there's a mayor or someone else who should be making these sort of decisions. Well, I don't... Yeah, what, what, when did we become the zoning board? <laughs> I, I really don't understand. <laughs> I mean, if there's a battle and someone attacks Winterhaven, I'll be glad to step up and try to defend it. But this is like... Where's the school board? <laughs> At, at this point in time, uh, Thorne's going to whip out some glasses and put on a jacket. So I'm going to have to get you to fill out these zoning forms. Uh, it will take about six weeks for us to pass this through a committee. Um, that committee then has to go to another committee and talk about the zoning procedure. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll look at your request, but I mean, ultimately, you know, it could take up a couple of, up to a couple of months. And uh, just sign here, and we'll we'll get it underway. <laughs> Do you say that in person, in character? <laughs> Why the hell not? <laughs> the creature just kind of folds its hands, and you sort of sense that the the Department of Village Idiot has been <laughs> determined amongst the barbarians. There's at least two potential hopefuls. Otherwise, they're going to need to talk to the dog that's in Cesar's lap. Um, there's no real response to your commentary, Thorn. <laughs> you realize that it's trying to maybe make sense of it. Um, but it kind of stiffens a little bit as if feeling that maybe it was offered a disrespect that it is not used to. Mm-hmm. Um, did anybody ask in character as to why they are the ones that are making these decisions? Was that in character for you, Zanatari? I was asking the party, like, kind of rhetorically, but half seriously, why are we dealing with this sort of issue if we are not in charge of these decisions, right? I guess the way that I would have said it would have, would have been a, little, a lot more sarcastic, you know, and more so to the party than to the actual snake creature, but because we would understand that there are zoning laws for, for a civilization, whereas <laughs> I don't know whether the snake creatures and their ziggurats and whatever else that they, they live in, the trees and whatnot, kind of adhere to those. I mean, I cannot imagine a, a lizard man committee on zoning and having some lizard man in, in like <laughs> glasses and a jacket and tie but wearing no pants because you know tails are really hard to fit through pants and uh, and no like shoes. sitting down and going you know going like right we want to expand our jungle zoning laws I want <laughs> I want to grow an oak tree in that field I'm sorry but do you have a permit for that oak, oak tree no tear it down <laughs> top lizards top top lizards by the way though do you know what committee that they do love to uh, to, to sit on Thorn no what the finance committee which deals with pay scales uh, I, I, a little bit of me just died just then <laughs> yep 
I'm gonna have some chocolate milk. The emissary emissary keeps going on and saying that in essence, you all have been a deciding factor in the fate and prosperity of Winterhaven. There's a lot that appears to be happening that is bigger than perhaps even she is at this point. And your hands have been in all of it. Again, if you decide to attack Winterhaven, if there can't be an agreement reached, we'll be glad to step in. But otherwise, you really should speak to the people that are running the town. I mean, this is not a decision that should be something we are just basically having input into. Okay. But, 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 while, but while we're here, what, what, just out of curiosity, what 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 makes you think you have a right to 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 claim this land uh, if it's not not currently your own? You know, possession being nine tenths the law and all. You have some sort of uh, uh, proof that this should be your your land, or or is it just something where you're saying, "Give us some of it"? Are you is it are you threatening? Uh, this area with uh, force if you're not given your way? What, what What's the real situation here? There is um, no threat being offered, and, but as if uh, understanding that this question may be asked, a scroll that is extremely old uh, is offered to you, Cesar. Um, Cesar will look at the scroll. Okay. There, it's a map of the area. Um, some of the some of the markings are quite old. Uh, can't read much of it, but there appear to be um, border markers, sort of like how you've got with houses, but on a much greater scale, mm-hmm. that are highlighted on well marked on this map. Okay, and the. Uh, the figure tells you that there were a series of great campaigns that were undertaken quite a long time ago where this um, this land was brought under her control. There were agreements at this portion at that point in time because the level of fighting that was going on threatened to be worse than what the Titans had um, originally caused to the land when um, they had fought, which sort of resulted in mountains and a couple of new seas and a whole bunch of other bad shit going on. And uh, I'm assuming there's a the section marked weird snake lizard people is currently overlapping where the druids have been. The druids, Winterhaven, you know, it pretty much it extends well past even you know the seven pillared hall. There was some serious serious conquest going on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so what happened between, uh, whenever this was and, and now where you, uh, seem to have not, you know, kept control over your land? (laughs) To us, it's been what seems like a very short period of time where we were controlling our lands. And then suddenly we had these new woods and areas appear in the midst of our territory along with you. We were going to ask you what magic you've done in order to find yourself so conveniently 
placed and established in such a short period of time. You are most unique. You've you've been here for merely a period of a week, and yet you've already established a civilization and culture. How old is Winterhaven again? Winterhaven, the form that you guys rolled, rode in on is probably a little less than 100 years. But since you guys have been around, there's been a lot more trade and a lot more growth and build-up. Mm, Xanatri would turn to look at her and say, we've been here for over a century. What are, you, what are you speaking about a short time? And we've seen no presence of you at all. We were maintaining our lands. We were doing our patrols. We were quite focused on other tasks when you all appeared. It was this period of great cold. There was a certain magic to the land, and now we find um, these different groups, and we have had to do quick research to find them. So, so we are uh, reaching out. So, so you're saying that this this weird cold stuff that happened very recently, uh, before that, uh, all of this just wasn't here. No, there was the, as as we've known it, there's been tundra, and this was a quite chilly place, yet uh, it was still a pretty functional area for us to to exist in. Maybe a hundred years is a week for them, and that, like, I don't know, 50 years is a hump day. I would, I would say that that's maybe possible. We've dealt with some odd time uh, things, what about for that lack of mist? a better word. Right, well, that's the thing. They they said that before we were here, it was a tundra. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, at least for quite some time, this uh, it, it would have had to have been a completely different world for this to be that, that type of environment. Uh, so, uh, rather than that, I, I, I it, it seems to be some sort of intersection of, of different I don't, dimensions, worlds, I, I'm not sure, but... Uh, uh, either they were transported here, that, that seems to be uh, the, the most likely, or our worlds are, are, are combined uh, with those odd circles of weird land uh, that we were experiencing when we first went through after uh, encountering those cultists. Seems to be maybe connected to that somehow. That's my guess. For those out of character... Um... Essentially, something happened a long time ago. This area was the tundra that's around the ziggurats and so forth. This area got shunted into a side stream dimension. Time's different to them. They, you know, stuff just kind of passed in a blink. And now stuff's been, because I was, I was saying about how things are merging and kind of, you know, you got tundra, but then you got a copse of trees and then more tundra and whatever. So, Cesar in character is, you know, working down a similar path, but out of character. There's that sort of thing. Sanitari, since it's been about an hour, let's take us out and we'll do another one here um, afterwards. Okay, thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Find us on iTunes or subscribe. Uh, you can come and watch us every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And hopefully you'll do so on twitch.tv.com slash genesee. And join us for a worldwide adventure. Stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. And we'll be right back to stream again. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. 
I'm Daniel. I'm Tenzin. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, March 14th, and this is episode 142 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Last week or five seconds ago, uh, we had an episode where we met a new people called the Matium, I believe, and Tinsy's going to catch us up on that story. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. Everybody loves a second helping of pie. So yeah, still, pie day. Happy, pie, happy pie day, people. Um, we are going to give you the point one four version in this episode. It'll be a little bit shorter. So uh, it should have been one forty one. You need to name that. I mean, it was just one forty one. So you definitely. Mm-hmm. Because there's three of you. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> Encouraging. Encouraging me. <laughs> okay. Um, the party has encountered what appears to be an emissary of some being or creature or whatever known as Tamadium. And there is a. Uh, it was feeling. not tomatium. It was matium. There was no t. It's like it's like an element tomatium. I'm. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't listening to what they were called. There was. It was the matium, wasn't it? It was not the t. There's. There was no t. There was no t. Okay. The snake Timonium. person said they were. They were an emissary of tomatium. Tomodium. That's okay. like the one Matium. note I've taken in like. Okay. <laughs> I know because you were just really this you is, couldn't come up with any names. Why, so you're just like Matt M. That's like how you uh, remember it. I know you made t- that up. Tomatonians. This is why I type things out occasionally Tomato. in Skype that you all don't see because I'm trying to make sure I got the spelling right, which uh um, so yeah, fine. Mattiums. Sorry. Um and again the party finds themselves in the role of in this case not just warrior but ambassador to the local people. Picking it up, the um, the emissary from this group, can you say that uh, in the past she was an extremely um, possessive and uh, hoarding, my, uh, possessing and hoarding mindset, but... Uh, feeling that with all this strangeness going on, that perhaps a new way of thinking um, that was under discussion will take place. And that is why they are here to try and find out a way to work with these surrounding communities or peoples instead of going back to war. Which it seems to imply that could probably really smoke the living hell out of anything that's around here. Because the parties, this is out of characters being somewhat viewed as being the barbarians, but uh, definitely an advanced civilization in their own right. So, last time we did uh, Xanatari first. Let's go to Thorn. Okay. Um... Not sure what to do in this... uh position because we're still trying to work out why they've come to us for, for zoning. Okay. Um, do we need like I guess we I guess we represent the, the, the town of Winterhaven, the city of Winterhaven. Um, 
on many, many levels like we do for the trading caravan. Like, we own that. Mm-hmm. Which, which comes to mind. Do we get income from that? Yes, actually, you do. We should, we should probably... We've got back pay there. Oh, we well. Probably... There, there is actually uh, back pay available. Yes, you are correct. Okay. That's, that's a matter for another time. He, uh, he jots it down in a little like <laughs> finance book. Back pay from Caravan. Um, zoning laws. What? what uh, going to look at Xanatari and Cesar and I'm like, well, what do we do? This is in our area of expertise. And I'll be damned if I put fences up. By the way, um, was it you or was it Cesar who looked at the um, flag? Me. Okay. Did you want a reminder that you had done that? Because I think that you, at some point in time, said that you were going to bring bring up something about that, but I don't remember. Oh, yes. Um, I was going to bring up... Uh, I might turn to the hooded figure and uh, and ask... Do you have any affiliation with larger winged reptiles of the draconic nature? Uh, yes. And the kind of makes a supplicating gesture of, uh, yes, that is, um, that is she, Madium. Y- your, your friend has been following us and scaring the ever-living be- Jesus out of us. Bejesus? What's up with that? It's a it's a it's a barbarian term. Okay. Um she has expressed that uh she finds these new peoples interesting and she finds the ones that were bravest um gesturing with her hand uh, one snake sort of falling off the hand and then starting to slide under the robe, um, that you were the bravest by being so close within her territory, you know, so deep into the territory, and she had seen your fight with um, at the other, uh, at the ziggurat, and was impressed. You have made her curious instead of covetous of your power. Okay. <laughs> Standing impressed, uh, Thorn rolls going, his eyes and says, okay. Um, going, to, going to look at both Xanatari and Cesar and, and be like, what power? Shh, shh, don't ruin it. When someone asks you if you have power, <laughs> you say yes. I uh, yes, I am power. <laughs> I what? <laughs> Quit while you're ahead. What? Uh um. Okay, covetous of does that does that mean she's going to covetous with the, like eight? power vacuum straw thing. Look, I, this is complicated for you. You probably don't understand mechanics and engineering like my good friend Cesar here, who builds crazy ridiculous stuff. I mean, I'm pretty sure one time I'm, 
uh, he built like some sort of uh, like a mole creature thing. Never mind. Point is, is that why are you here? <laughs> uh, that's a question for you, DM. The <laughs> I think the figure for the first time in the history of their civilization um, has just invented the face palm. <laughs> With all the snakes, that would be so painful. <laughs> well, oh, <laughs> oh, God! Oh, God! It's better it does that than have a, wait for it, hissy fit. Oh, that's the episode title name. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> Um, the, the emissary again sort of spells it out. We are seeking to allow those that are willing to work with us to remain within our borders, to have autonomy, and we would expect autonomy of our own. Then why are you coming to us? We don't speak for the city. We merely protect the city. We live here. There has been no one else that has, to this point, from their understanding and quick amount, quick amount of research that they've done, who does speak for the city. In fact, it seems that you guys know not only speak for the city, you speak for the region based on your actions to this people, or to you know whatever this Matium is this this dragon you are a source of power you have exerted power over this region therefore you may not be in its eyes a a direct one-to-one -one correlation but it is viewing you as a peer of some degree or something that understands that the application of power on an area leads to a result. Whether your, you know, whether your applications are its same goal and stuff like that remains to be seen. But you're the only ones that are acting, for large part, draconic. Draconic. <laughs> hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Dragon joke, anyway. Moving on. Let Thorin continue okay. with his thought. I, I, I'm not sure I can continue now. I've lost my train of thought. Okay, Cesar, save us. Yeah. Well, um, Thorn, uh, em emissary, I, I think we might be getting a, a, a little off track here. Uh, let me know what you think. As, as I said, I, I think we're, we're dealing with more than just a, a simple property dispute. Uh, with the um, with this event that happened uh, about a week ago, as you said, and uh, Xanatari, Thorn, you remember what we ran into with the uh, uh, circles of, I don't know, dark energy, otherworldly, whatever. Um, uh, whatever that was, it, it, it seems to have uh, caused some sort of, uh, I don't know, disturbance in what we know as, as reality, I guess. These... Um, uh, people, uh, these lizard guys around here, this snake person and that dragon thing, um, seem to have come from, uh, another 
as I said before, I don't know what the, the right term is. I've not really run into this before, but world, plane, uh, timeline, reality. Um, and I, I think, um, and, you know, you guys and uh, Snake Person, you can let me know what you think about this, but I think the, 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 uh, the best course of action would be to try to, to return you to uh, the area where you know what you know is, as, as real. Um, because uh, as far as I'm aware that, you know, you think that you have, you know, claim to this area, but, uh, uh, in, at least in, in recent history, you have not existed. So, (laughs) you know, using this map and to, to show your, your claim to this area in terms of negotiation, I don't, I don't think it's going to really hold water because I'm sure they have, you know, similar maps, uh, probably just as old, uh, showing quite different information. So I think correcting what was done might, might be a better course, at least attempting it. I don't, I don't know if it's reversible or not, but, uh, you know, we'll, uh, that might remain to be seen or you, you might think I'm nuts and we can, uh, uh, work to, to home you here. I, I don't, I don't know, but, uh, I guess that that that's interesting. Since since this event in the week uh, a week ago, uh, emissary person, are are is your entire people here? Are 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 any of you missing? Are there just a few of you? Um, what what seems to be your your situation with with your society? Uh, the emissary ponders you for a moment and then responds that the entire society is present, and in fact, the next clutch is, the next generation is due to uh, arrive. And, and, and where are you currently? Since you're obviously looking to, in your minds, reclaim your land, where, where, where are you currently located? Um... Indicating at the map, um, there is a, it sort of shows, kind of draws a line that is back from behind what is now Winterhaven, behind Winterhaven, and there is a large swath of territory that is all the way down to um, the ocean, probably about, you know, 500 square miles. Hmm back so it's a a sizable like you were on the front fringe of something Mm -hmm. but there's way back way back depths and uh I mean are how how many of you are there millions right so as as I said I I think uh (laughs) you know replace you know setting you know Setting things right might be uh, at least a good good way to start. If it's possible, I think that would be the best. Uh, what do uh, all of you think? Let's avoid the war with millions. Or, Where are or at they the keeping very least, millions? The difficult rehoming. They're in this area here. That's a very small area. 500 square miles? Small area for millions. I mean, they didn't even specify well, how many millions. <laughs> See these little guys? These little lizard guys? They're small. I don't think it really matters how small they are. Well, and she, and she might think that, like, you know, those snakes in between her fingers, that, that might, each of them might be one. I don't, I don't know what they <laughs> consider a Each person consists of 200. 
How do we know it's a she? By the way, 400 experience points to Sazer just for the fun side theory. They, 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 they might each get a vote. You don't know. <laughs> I wonder what their ballots look like. Small country. I feel sorry for the for the lizard that has to count these votes. So does that uh, mean does that does that mean their ballots could have a uh, fanging chad? I'm really glad that it cut out then, so I didn't hear the rest of it. <laughs> you don't need to repeat it. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Yay derailment! <sighs> Yay! Yay! Sanitary right. check us out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find out more at jessiefortacenter.com. Find us on iTunes or Twitter at DeathG4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews and relationships at grayareapodcast.com, actually, or genesee.com. And join us for a worldwide adventure. Stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels and find us on Twitch right here, which I hope you will follow at 9 p.m. Eastern Time.